Hey, everybody, on this episode of Sap and Chat, we will take a walk back to Tuesday and look at the fight between Inoue and Stephen Fulton, number one of the Super Fight Week. After that, we will break down Crawford versus Spence or Spence versus Crawford, depending how you want to look at it. Guys, here we go. Sap and Chat strap in, and thank you for letting us into years. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Snap and Chance. And guess who I found? Our host, our co host, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Not bad at all, man. We've uh, kind of missed you in action. We've had a couple guests come by the house. Uh, you worked around. Too. Good yeah, yeah. We, they were great. They were great. Um, yeah. Thank you very I much to, to the Canadian crippler, Cody Crowley, and to the Mountie. It was an all-Canadian affair this week, man. Two great interviews, two great people. Yeah. Um, very generous with their time and, you know, with their knowledge. It was just a really good time. Um, but yeah, guess absolutely. what, man? We are here. It is Super Fight Week. I mean, how many times can we say Super Fight Week? Tuesday. Let's go to Tuesday. Uh, Japan. Inui versus Stephen Fulton. Um, we didn't get a chance to really preview the fight or make our predictions. Um, so I, I won't ask you who you thought was going to win because it kind of indifferent now. But yeah. I will ask you your thoughts on the fight. Oh, man, what a fight. Uh, Fulton's a tough guy, man. He took some big, big shots and he lasted eight rounds. And I was surprised it lasted that long. It was a good fight. And it was a monster. They call him the monster. He's a little guy, 122 pounds, but Probably pound for pound the hardest hitter in all of boxing, I'd say. Maybe Wilder. Um, if you're going pound for pound, I'd say nobody hits harder than him. Well, here's the thing, man. Like I wouldn't, I wasn't surprised with the outcome. I wouldn't have been surprised with the outcome if it went the other way. Either guy winning this fight wouldn't have been a surprise, right? To be fair. No, it's true. Uh, based on what we know of each guy's. I mean, the boxing fundamentals of Fulton versus the power of, of Inui. But what Inui showed us, I thought, was that he can box too. So he oh, can yeah. box and he has power. But but we've never really seen it too much, right? We saw that a little bit against Donaire when he broke his orbital bone and everything yeah. and whatnot. But for the most part, I just felt that from the first round on, right to that knockout or TKO, yeah. Fulton, Fulton showed him respect right from the bell and, and he just let Inui have his way with him. And I think once he felt some of that power, he, he's like, oh. But but that's what surprised me. That's what left me with my mouth open at the end of that fight was the fact that he could he was in range. He was in range yeah. for most of that fight. There was no excuses. The guy just didn't throw. And if you notice now, like I went back and I watched it a second time, right from the opening bell, Inui was throwing that jab to the stomach continuously, right? Oh, he was like, winded, dude. He's he feeling just, that. He was continuously throwing that, and it hurts. It obviously hurts, but, I mean, just the mind of Inui, like, he keeps throwing it, keeps throwing it. Just setting up that right hand the whole fight for that one moment, and that's what it basically took, right? Uh, Fulton, I, I don't hang your head, man, but I, I have to question, you know, did was he a deer in headlights at that moment? Because, like I said, he got nothing going on. Um, I believe after four rounds, I, I, I could be wrong. I'm just going off the top of my head. He only threw, like, six you know, 
body punches or, or anything. Yeah, I think he was gun shy after feeling some of those heavy punches. It just totally changed his game plan. He got timid. He, he was winded. He's just like, oh my god, this guy is the monster. Yeah, yeah. Up and, and that's what surprised me because I figure, you know, with 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 Bolton's pedigree, with the background that he's coming into this fight, everything, uh, it just that's not the outcome I expected. I expected a bit more, like you know, fighting from the outside, a little bit more, you know, from from that perspective. But he just he was in range. He had the opportunities. He what maybe two or three punches you can count off my hand that that I can call that yeah were good punches by him. So I know it was it was a domination. Right, I mean, brilliant performance, and he's he, gonna stay at one twenty-two in no way and fight one more time at one twenty-two. He said today or yesterday, I believe. Well, I mean, what happened was at the end of the fight, and because it went straight into the state of boxing, and they never really mentioned who this other fellow was. He came into the ring with his belts. Another, I think he's Japanese, but he's he's yeah, Asian, he right? Um, so I don't know what that is. If they're setting that up for something else. The other thing that I took away from this, which I thought was really interesting, and again, it just goes into the cultures here we're talking about here, right? Take nothing away from Fulton and American culture. Please, our American fans, please don't read this the wrong way. But I found it hilarious throughout the whole build-up of this fight. The thing that they were focused on was the tape on his hands, was this, was that. Like, you know, they were trying Bolton to... Bolton was saying, we might back out of the fight if his well, hands are wrapped, you know? Well, that's the thing. So, I mean, right there, you're you're showing fear, in my opinion. Like, who yeah. cares how his hands are wrapped? You're you're the best in the world, bro. Right? You know what I mean? In my opinion, that shouldn't even be a thing. Now, you have Fulton being that way, but here's what I thought was hilarious. At the end of the fight, when, when Inouye gave his speech, he apologized to the crowd. He apologized to the crowd because that of an injury, this fight was postponed, and he apologized to the fans for the postponement of the fight. That's the Asian culture. Ichiro, Manny Pop, yeah. these guys are the, some of the best at what they do, but they're the most humble. You never know it. They're always thanking the fans. They're always apologizing. They're never cocky. They're not no. swearing no. like the Americans or the English do. Well, it's funny. You look at Don Air. different culture. And Don Air's fighting this weekend too, right? Yeah, I mean, he's, undercard, he's, yeah. he's on the 40. undercard as well. Yeah, he's fighting for a title there as well. Um, I remember him when he was the fight before uh, Inui he had. He was fighting against another Filipino fighter. Unfortunately, mm. there was no translator there, right? So this other guy, he was fighting his opponent. He didn't know English, so Don Air was actually acting as his translator at the same I know, time. That was funny. <laughs> so the like, guy's asking him, like, "So, so what are you going to do?" He's, uh, so Donnie was trying to say, so I'm going to punch him in the face. I'm going to do this. I'm like, amazing, amazing. Vast difference in cultures, vast difference in, in every aspect of it. I mean, let's go to the World Cup. I mean, the Japanese fans, after their team plays, they stay behind and clean up the stands. They're their first class. They're first class people all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Not the culture that we're used to out here in North America. It's completely different. Uh no, and you know it's it's um, we yell, we swear, we throw our garbage down, we leave it. It's, it's unreal what we do compared yeah. to how they act, actually. Well, I mean, just on every aspect, you see what happens in Asia when a fire truck comes and how everything is so organized. You see within merging lanes and how people work, like you know they use the proper techniques here. It, I don't know. Anyways, let's move on. We totally right. Carried away with that. Totally All right. right. It was, so it was. I figured my original prediction was a new way in eleven, but he did it in eight, and I wasn't shocked. I think everybody knew he was going to win. Ninety-five percent of the people were, you know, he's he's a beast. Thirty yeah. years old, so he's still in his prime. 
We have another fight at 122 pounds. The challenge for top rank in Bob Arum is, he's a star over there. There's no one here, but bring him to the mass. He's got to come over here to North America or England and have some big fights so we can get more exposure for him because he deserves it. No, 100%. But the other thing is he has to be willing to leave too. That too. Right? So I mean, the right price, he will. Yeah, but he has to. I mean, look, I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from his skill, this and that. I don't think his skills will diminish if he fights in America, if he fights no. in Europe or anything like that. It's just he needs to do that for his legacy. I think he's already cemented himself as a boxer, as a brawler, oh, yeah. as a hard puncher. But in terms of his legacy, he needs to leave Japan. He needs to leave the island and, and show the people what he can do. I think he's got to come and have at least one or two fights in Vegas, the Mecca. Well, that's what I'm saying. He has to. The bright lights are on you. He has to leave the comfort of home and his routine and show that he can do it. Right. That's that's probably the only thing I'll knock on him that he hasn't left Japan. Do well, though. Bob, Bob, money talk. Go get him over here. Well, I mean, next fight, but he will. I'll leave you with this before we move on. What would you say if Lomo were to move? And I think he could. Lomo would move down to like 126 or something and have those two go at it. You know, they can meet at 130 maybe at a catchweight. Yeah, yeah, at a catchweight or something. I mean, come on. That would be an amazing fight. Right? That's a fight I'd, I'd want to be in the, in the crowd for. So absolutely. All right. Let's speak about the fight that we're not going to be in the crowd for, though. Unfortunately, we're going to be comfortably watching it at our homes or together. Uh, we'll figure all that out on our end. Yep. But, guys, here we are. Part two of Super Fight Week. We have Errol Spence. Junior versus Terrence Crawford for the undisputed welterweight title of the world. 147 is up for grabs. And since Zab Judah in 2005, he's the closest that's come to this um, or becoming undisputed. Or did he become undisputed in 2005? He didn't, no. No, he didn't. Okay, but he was being the closest to having all the belts together. Yeah. Apparently. All right, so here we go. Spence, 28-0 and 0 with 22 KOs. Terrence Crawford, 39-0 and 0 with 30 KOs. Uh, both guys, man, what can you say? I, I, it's I'm beautiful still... that they're both undefeated and for all the belts of 147. It doesn't get much better than that. No, it doesn't. This is huge. I mean, as not for the casual fan, not for, for everything else, but just as a boxing fan. You know, this is monster. This is the fight we've been waiting for. I remember us talking on the podcast. You didn't believe it, and you were right, but I'm still holding out hope for November last year. But here we are. Beautiful loss. We made it, man. Vegas, a little bit late. 35 and 33, but it's better late than never. As no, you know what? I, and you know what? I think, actually, in my opinion, I think this is the best time. I mean, to be fair, I mean, both guys have only gotten better as their careers have progressed. They both look better. Uh, so I don't have a problem with it. Maybe two years ago, perhaps, but I'm okay with... I stand corrected. Judah was undisputed champion for one he, fight. Okay, so, so he was, was undisputed. That. So since yeah. ja, Zab Judah, this is the first And then time, one of these guys. And then one of these guys. So that just shows you how crazy that division later. Shows you how crazy that division is. Not even Pac or Floyd or De La Hoya did it. No, but politics also plays a big role. The networks and the promoters play a role. Oh, that's the thing. Yeah. Up, right? But... Uh, but overall, throughout the histories of time and through the annals of time, the welterweight division has picked up a lot of the slack where the heavyweights and the others have dropped it. Yep. This right? fight's getting a little bit more steam. I was listening to the Jim Rome show this morning, sorry, yeah. yesterday morning, and Bud was on there. And, you know, so people, he's, they're coming on some of the mainstream shows. They've been on first take about a month ago. So it's picking up a little bit of steam. I don't think as much steam as it should have. The problem is, is Bud and Spence don't really have 
captivating personalities. They're kind of boring. They're amazing fighters, but they're not really showmen. That's hurting this fight a bit, but they still should get about a million buys, 900,000. Still a big fight. Well, both guys are going to walk away with eight figures, guaranteed. Yeah, uh, we, we don't know what the number is exactly, but we know it's eight figures. That's not including points on pay-per-view. So, God, these guys could walk out with maybe close to nine at the end of it all when it's all said and done. There is a 30-day window for a rematch clause for the loser. If it's an exciting fight, fight, we will see that. Yeah, yeah. If it's an exciting fight, right? Um, okay, look, I... I, I I didn't know who to pick, to be honest, right? I it's still tough. don't. And I still don't. I, I mean, I have... It's like 55, 45, almost 50. 50. Dude, According dude, to Vegas, dude. before we give our predictions, Yeah, the sharpest sharps in the world have Terrence Crawford as a slight favorite at minus 155, which means you had to put $155 down. You win 100. If you put 100 on uh, uh, Errol Spence, you win 125 back. He's a slight underdog out plus 125, but basically Vegas is saying it's 55-45. Right, right, right. Favoring yeah, no. Crawford by a bit. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and Vegas has this fight to go the distance at minus 200, so the Sharps are saying this will be a decision for whoever, but it's going to go 12 rounds. Always going down. That's what they're saying. Ah, fair enough, man. Fair, we'll fair see. Enough. We'll see. We'll see what happens here. Alright, so here's what I did, Chance. Um, I don't know, you know, we haven't really had the chance to talk about this outside of where we are right now, right? So um, I, I thought about this over the week. I'm like, okay, we got to do the show. Uh, who are we going to pick? How do we look at this fight, right? So I, I thought about it. And I thought, okay, who have they both fought? Who's the best guy that both of them fought? And that's taking nothing away from anyone, right? That either one have ever fought. But I was looking for the particular guy that I could use as a stick. I thought about Kel Brook at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a solid fighter. No, he's a solid fighter. But here's the thing. When he fought Errol Spence, he was winning a lot of that fight. He was, yeah. He's a right? fighter. And then he got caught. He got caught, okay? But keep in mind that when he fought Crawford, he'd already went through a war with Triple G. Oh, yeah, big time. Right? Took a beating. Took a beating, and then after that, went straight to Crawford or went to Errol Spence, so to speak. Right? Crawford yep. got him all beat up. To be fair, okay. So I said that's not a fair comparison, considering what Brooke went through to get to Crawford. Yeah, so I looked at Sean Porter. Showtime, yeah, right. Showtime himself, right? He fought both of them. And he fought he was, him good too, and he was winning both fights. Yeah, And in both instances, it was a slip-up on his part that cost him the fight, right? Yeah. Like that, that, I, I think the fight with Errol should have been a draw, but that shot that he caught him with at the end almost there is what probably turned the judge's opinion, in my opinion. Yeah. Right? Uh, again, same thing. Spence you lost too, beat him. Right, season. right, right. Yeah, he did. He did. Right? But, but I just tried to look at the one guy they both fought. Yeah, Sean Porter. Right? Which was equal in terms of Sean came into that fight at the same with both of him, right? Yeah, basically just Porter and Kel Brook. Yeah, right. So Porter basically, you know, was winning both those fights, in my opinion. And again, it was just a slight mix-up and a slight, like, mistake on his part, a slip-up on his part, mental. That cost him those fights. And that's, that's how good what, those guys are. One mistake and those Well, that's the, the thing. That's the, that's what makes this fight so interesting. So here's where I'm gonna go with here, right? Like I look at 
Errol Spence. The keys to his victory, in my opinion, is he doesn't yield. He doesn't step down. He keeps coming forward. He keeps coming forward. He won't back down. That's his thing, right? So no matter how much pressure, we saw this in the Spence fight, no matter how much, you know, uh, Sean was hitting him and coming at him and, and making it harder for him, you had him not giving up. Spence was not giving up anything, right? So I think that's one of the keys for Spence here is that that fact that he never backs down. Now, for me, Crawford, one of the keys to his success would probably have to be the fact that he can level change at any time. He can make adjustments on the fly as he goes. But that being said, for both these guys, they've never faced anyone quite like each other before. No, will, those, will those attributes actually play a role? Will they actually work for them? So that's what makes it so hard, man. Um both have the will to win, right? Both don't do check-ins. They're they're not check-in type of guys, right? So I mean, if this is fucking hard. What's your prediction gonna be? You gotta pick somebody who you got. Okay. I think ultimately at the end of the day, here's how I'm looking at it. The first round is just like any first round, it's gonna be a feel yeah, round, right? Um, I think this fight starts in the third round. This is when it's gonna start to open up. Um, I think, fuck, I, I think with the, with his ability to switch it with his inside and outside abilities, with his ability to, to, to change the flow, to make adjustments on the fly, I'm going with the slight edge to bud only for the reason being, and I'm not calling it a knockout. I'm going to stick with Vegas and say, this is going the 12 rounds. If it's a knockout, that's a great surprise for everybody. A great oh my god moment for everybody, but this will go the 12 distance. I think Bud will do enough at the end to get the job done. I think Errol ability to get frustrated when things aren't going the way he likes might play a role in this. Just might. So I'm going Bud. No, I, I'm sticking with one of these guys. You can't really yeah. argue it. Yeah. I'm going to give a slight edge to Errol Spence only because okay. he's a little bit younger. Yeah. But is 35. Yeah. He's getting up there. That's what people aren't talking about. This is a great fight, but Bud is hitting his downside in the next year or two if he already has. We'll find out he is 35 years old. Yeah. Um, but besides all that, I'm giving a slight edge to Errol Spence. I got Errol Spence by decision mm -hmm. plus 125. That's what I'll be betting. But hey, man, this is 55, 45, 50, 50. Anything can happen. No, We're basically throwing a dart at the board and hoping it wins. Yeah, this is yeah. so close. I'm yeah. gonna get the edge, Daryl Spence, just because he's a little bit younger. He's yeah. had those car accidents, but he has fought better talent recently because he just—I mean, he fought Ugas. So I'm gonna give him the edge. I think he's a little more ready to go. Well, I tell you what, man. Like but who I knows? Said, it means we're we're pulling at picking at straws here, man. Well, like I said, I, at the end of the day, it's it's gonna come down, and I, it's it's so cliche, man. Both guys want this. Both guys want it bad. Oh, yeah. You can't even say it's going to come down this to This is a legacy to find fight for them. Right? I mean, this is more than the titles. This is more than anything. And if if you listen to the last episode, everybody, you know that Cody Crowley had some interesting things to say about this fight as well. He will be at ringside for the fight. Uh, taking hey, maybe, then, maybe then one of them might call him in the ring. I'd like to see that. Well, like I said, man, we talked about it, and uh, he's also, you know, he's in the air, but he, he mentioned something kind of interesting. Um, he thinks that Arrow just looks a little slow overall. 
overall, big, like just as an individual, like been those brutal car accidents and then had that eye thing and everything, well, you know, well, he's been through thing. a lot. He's been through a lot, absolutely, right? Um, okay, let's let's um but I, I think about everywhere that I've heard, all the experts, all the pundits of all picking Crawford. So it leads me to believe, like, are they missing something on Errol Spence? Is Errol Spence playing possum? Is he going to come out firing or is Cody right? He is a bit slow. He is damaged with accident. We don't know. That's why we're going to watch Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Well, why I asked him, why I asked him, I said, well, do you mean slow in the ring or just how slow? He goes, just, just his personality, just his movement, just everything about his general, just his general demeanor. He I noticed that too. He's in, like, like his steps, his movement, it looked right? a little slow. Like, like I'm not, you know, it's like, is he really smoking the bud before the press conferences and everything? Is that slow? like, I don't know. I don't know. Right. I'm just throwing it out there. Like I, I just I'm hope this fight to... sells well. And a lot of people watch because there, there's a little bit more hype lately for it, but it's not like, it's not a buzz in the air. And I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. Like on um, some of the shows, but it's not like, Oh my God, Spence Crawford. Yeah. I mentioned a few times guys are like, who? Yeah. Well, like I said, you know what? Here, this is for us, right? This yeah, is yeah, for no, us. It's, it's These are for the boxing. Fight. Fight. Right. It's a beautiful fight. So I don't really want to, you know, I'm not really a fan of either guys. I like both guys. I don't really have a, I don't really care who wins. I want to see a good fight. I'm my pick to win for the show is I think Errol will win, but yeah. I wouldn't be mad if Bud won. I, I like them both. Yeah, I, I, I'm indifferent, right? I mean, yeah, me too. I think it's really clear where most fights I have a favorite, but this one I don't yeah. really. No, I'm, I, I think that's the best way to kind of go. Unless you're betting on it, then you can, you know, kind of cheer for the guy you were you know, yeah. rooting for that way, but. Look, dude. Ultimately, it's 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 a pick 'em. Um, I yes. I I'm at the point right now where the only thing that would surprise me would be a knockout by either that would one. Surprise me. I, I wouldn't. Some some there's gonna be moments where both guys will get hurt against the ropes. Well, I'm just okay. hoping that if this goes a decision, we don't get the refs. The just sorry, the judges screen one of these fighters yeah. out. That's yeah, yeah, where yeah. we ruin the whole night. Well, let's talk and about that really, really quick. Fight, well, I was going to go Max there right Hughes, now. No, and not. those judges are crooked. They're horrible. They should all should be fired. Maxi won the fight. And now George is calling out Lomo. No, you don't do no, Lomo. No. Bro, Lomo doesn't take that fight. I, I watched that fight. I stayed home. I changed my plans specifically to be present for that. Pardon me. To be present for that fight. And I'm going to say right now, man, hands down, I lost 45 minutes of my life. Maxie won the fight. I thought it was eight to four. No, I, no, no. It was 10 to two, man. Like he, yeah, thought, he carried the whole fight. He carried the whole fight. Once I heard that first scorecard, 14, 114, 114, you know I, said, I knew this was bad news, man. This was bad news. And, and, and then him, like, okay, granted, I get it. You're supposed to be confident. You're supposed to sell yourself. I mean, come on, George. Yeah, he won a couple of rounds, but I won most of that fight. No, you no way, bro. No way, right? No, and not then, one person is saying George won that fight. I can't find one. I've been here. This is what I love. How the Shakir? Where how, is this mission just to be at every single top rank night now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, Bob's throwing him out there because he wants he, to get him a big fight. He showed up there. Like that's work, man. This kid's working hard. Like I don't care what anybody says. Like I hope he gets a big fight before the year is over. I hope so too, right? And I mean, I mean, we'll touch on this really quick. Devin Haney, I mean, they extended him again. And I I don't understand why they're fucking picking on him so bad. Like, you got Charlo, who hasn't defended his title in over a year, and no one's putting demands on him. Like, fuck. They're, they're saying either you point. don't. Yeah. I'm just calling it like it is, bro. Like, 
Charlo didn't defend for over a year. Canelo's really bad for doing this too. They pick the fights that they want to pick. And the governing bodies are like, oh, okay, whatever you want to do. Like, come on, man. Like, Devin Haney's done everything. He won the title off at, well, away from home. Twice in Australia for that. Won, won the title away from home, defended the title away from home, came home and defended the title and took shit for the way the decision was handed out. No one was wrong in it. Either guy was right to win. Okay, we're not going to talk about that. But I'm just saying, so now they're saying either you have to fight Shakir or release the titles and go fight Progress. I hope he doesn't fight Progress. Fight Shakir, man, or rematch Lomo. I say drop the titles, go up to 140 and fight Progress. That's the easier fight. That You're you're fine there, bro. Let it go. And then Let what, the let, titles Shakur go. And, uh, let Shakur and Lomo go for the belt. Be, if they fight, I'm I not, think I'm that would be the better fight. fight. I think that's the better fight, right? I mean, you, then, then you can even throw Tank in that group. Let Haney go. Yeah, Tank's out of jail now. Did you see that? He's, he let him out. Yeah, he's happy. <laughs> he's happy. Oh. All Speaking right, of uh, that, everybody, I haven't seen it yet. And I'm going to, I told, I talked about it before on the boxing podcast. I heard good things about it on the Mad Dog show. A few of the fans called it. I want to watch it. It's on HBO, the Oscar De La Hoya documentary. I haven't had a chance to watch that yet, but I hope I'll get that in the next week or so. Have you checked it out yet? No, I, I, have not, I have not seen it, but I will. Uh, you know what? I think when I edit this, I'll put it on. Oh, speaking of that, did yeah. you see the picture of uh, De La Hoya and Bob Arum together? De La Hoya, was, he's patched the beef up with Bob. He's like, thank you for helping me out. Thank you for making me champion. You're, you're a great promoter. You're one of the best. So De La Hoya is kind of like, he dropped his beef with Dana White. He dropped with Bob Arum. He wants to do business now. You know what I mean? Well, he realized. He realized this and uh, Dana and Bob White is not a good idea for business. Well, you know what? Here's the thing with uh, De La Hoya. Um, he's in... He's, he's in a position where he's probably going to lose Ryan Garcia as his number one guy. Yeah, he was arguing with him, fighting with him. Well, well, that's the thing. So now they're talking about a lawsuit, potential lawsuit from Golden Boy against Ryan Garcia. I don't know what the basis of it is or whatnot, but think about it, man. I mean, why do you think he's making up with everybody? Because he's going to lose his biggest fighter, right? After that, yeah. who's the he's biggest? He's lost Canelo. Well, he's already lost Canelo. Everyone lost Canelo. Canelo's just yeah. doing Canelo, right? Uh, but after that, who's the biggest guy on Golden Boy? Zerto? Ramirez? It, well, I'm just saying, right? Like, that's the only yeah. name I can think of. And and Ronnie Rios was all part of of Golden Boy as well, right? But Yeah, on the low, bit, on the low end, but yeah, Ronnie yeah, Rios yeah. on there. But, I mean, Zerto's going to be your biggest name, and he already lost to Bivol. I know. So, I can see why he's mending and patching fences wherever he's going now, man. I mean... Yeah, because he wants to start to make connect the dots and make these fights where you could have a top-ranked guy fight a golden boy guy you know well that's the thing that's what he has to do right so um okay one thing i wanted to ask you and let's wrap this sucker up um who's got the better corner on saturday night what's that who has the better corner on saturday night Ooh, that's a good question i never thought I, about that one i'm going derek james yeah, Derek James is a good trainer, man. I think Derek James overall, just his style, just his technique, just his approach. I love Bomac. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but, 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 dude, if you go back, if you listen to their press conference today. I didn't listen to it yet, no. It's interesting. Those two go at each other. Go did they? Oh, yeah. It was kind oh, of I like funny. that. Bill's yeah. the fight. Good for them. It's like Bomac saying, you're missing it. You're missing the picture. He goes, the only thing I'm missing are the Big Macs and, and the, the stuff that you're eating. <laughs> like, like he's like totally That's hilarious. Like I only caught the clip, so I don't know how deep it went or whatnot. But even the trainers were kind of having a go at each other here. Um, I picked Derek James not because he's trainer of the year, but I just look at the way he works. 
um, the All Access series, just the preparation he does himself mm, to, to, amazing. Be, to be a trader, right? I mean, I I, I respect Derek James because he's he kind of reminds me of Vince McMahon in a certain way that he's willing to do the work himself to show his guy what he he's does have that done. McMahon quality. If I you knew it, you can do it. I like that about him. Right. And that's what I'm saying, right? Like he's, you know, he's he's just breath work, meditation, his skill ability and everything else. Um, especially when they come to the corners as well. If you look at the two corners and how they interact with their fighters, uh, you know, he's always got advice. He's always, you know, trying to fill in the gaps for for Errol or whoever he has in the corner. Where I find Bomac, you know, amazing trainer. Again, amazing trainer. Oh, yeah. Nothing against him. Phenomenal. But he's not one to really say much in between rounds. Now, I say that thinking also, though, but what does he need to say to Bud? That's true. But, right? yeah, you, these guys already know what most of their stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But you know what? When you come back to your corner, you want that reassurances sometimes. You want to be able to hear some things or to, to, to kind of what you're trying to figure out in your mind. Because, I mean, think about it. When you're in that ring, man, and you're throwing, you're thinking about 50 different things while that punch is throwing. 50 yeah, different thoughts true. go into making that fist and throwing it. So Speaking back, of great trainers, Freddie Roach is a fighter. Cabrera's on undercard, too. So you got some of the best trainers in the world. Oh, yeah, no. This undercard is pretty decent, too. Uh, is. I think Solid. Jesus Ramos is on here as well. You got Pitbull Cruz on this card Donaire. as well. Donaire's on this card as well. So you got a couple title fights here. Uh, Pitbull Cruz. You know what I want to see? I want to see him run it back with Tank. I don't think Tank will, but maybe. No, 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 but Tank should. Only reason being is Pitbull got so big off of that. I don't know any boxer who got more famous from a loss than, than, Pitbull. than Pitbull has. Yeah, right? it's, the way, it's the way he fights his style, right? I get it, but he fought a Tank with only one hand. That's true. So I want to see them run that back. Just say. It'll be cool. I doubt it happens, but yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. 100%. All right, brother man, anything happened this week in boxing history? Yeah, something did happen. Very good, too. In 1991, mm. Sweet Pea Pinnell Whitaker defended his lightweight championship against Bully Diaz, and he won the fight in Norfolk, Virginia. This day, 32 years ago. 91 doesn't feel like that long ago, but it is. Dude, um, Sweet Pea, underrated. Yeah. I, I highly suggest everyone go back and watch Sweet Pea's fights. Go back and watch Shane Mosley's fights too. These some of these guys were so amazing, but they were just in that time, man, where people didn't see the greatness. Felix Trinidad, another guy, in my opinion, man. Those oh, yeah, three like guys, Sweep P, Felix. Oh, I huh. Speaking That's... of De La Hoya and Sugar Shane Mosley. Yeah. This is wow. a, only Shane Mosey autographed this. This is a boxing magazine. I yeah. framed it. It's got Mosey's yeah. autograph there on the bottom there. It's got De La wow. Hoya, Hopkins, uh, Prince Hamid, uh, wow. Roy Jones, De La Hoya. And yeah, then, you, should, uh, you should get rid of that Brett Favre crap and, and put it there, man. Behind you. That should <laughs> be in the background. Like nice little piece. Yeah. That came out in 98, man. And I bought it maybe 15 years ago, 10 years ago, a couple hundred bucks. That's amazing. I love it. That's great. The only reason I called that guy a piece of crap is he ripped off a lot of old people. That's what they say, but he was trying to build a volleyball court for his daughter. It was the it was the governor that had the money. He had nothing to do with the money. 
guilty by association, eh? but he didn't, he didn't get any money out of it. So they're saying he was in on it, but the guy's so rich. He doesn't need a couple hundred G's. No, I know, but it's just the principle behind it. Right. Yeah. I think. All right. Chance Michaels. Good to have you back, bro. I missed you, motherfucker. Yeah, it's good. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> All right. Good, good. We're back into the flow thing. Oh, you don't put up your, you haven't shown, you don't got your glove up yet. My glove is right there behind you. It's on the uh, drum kit. I didn't I'm see not... that there because you're blocking. Tell everybody about that. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Give me one. Show that. It's a nice piece. It is a beautiful piece. Uh, I wonder if David's going to be there this weekend. So, guys, when we went down to see Adolf, I picked up this autographed glove uh, signed by David Benavides. Um, just beautiful. It's, it's, it it's a beautiful piece. Yeah. Hey, actually, right now, so if anyone out there is a graphic designer, uh looking for something to do go to david david benavides's instagram page and there you'll find a post where he's calling out all graphic artists for oh, wow. a new logo and new designs so if you I might are, have to throw it to men i men and i might doesn't know who he is but i might have to say make make a design for this guy you never know you are a professional see what he can do yeah no 100 i've actually put it out to two or three graphic designers that i know as well here uh in vancouver so, you know, let's see if we can get them to do it for us and work with us and uh, we can submit it on behalf of Sam Pachance. And, uh, that's cool. Let's see. I didn't, right? know he, I didn't see that he posted that. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah. He's August, giving August, every, he's giving everybody a chance. Hey, that's man, cool. why not? August 5th is the deadline. And it's also smart, right? I mean, you're going to get a lot of different creative people and different ideas and thoughts and stuff. So you're going to get some hippie graphic designer. You're going to get a combat graphic designer. So it's going to be kind of cool to see, right? It's going to be well, really cool to people, see. A lot of people think the Benavides brothers are nice guys, they're cocky, they're arrogant, and maybe sometimes on camera they are, but they are first class from the dad no. to, to everybody. Great, great people. Considering what all these guys do for a living, if you're not a bit arrogant and if you're not a bit cocky, then there's something wrong, I say. You have to yep. be, right? The greats know when to turn it on and when to turn it off. Mm -hmm. And that's what separates them all in my opinion guys like david benavides jose benavides senior and junior um the coach as you like to call him you know bernard yeah. that whole crew down there nothing but first class oh, treated great. treated us like family i mean if we stuck around longer we probably would have had dinner with them i i i don't know but yeah, i just we, say i i wouldn't didn't care if we 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 stayed three hours or we could have stayed longer. Yes, yeah, we we could have gone and probably hung out with them longer if we wanted to, right? It just I, I just I just know that. You just you get that energy. You can feel the vibe and how they're the talking, vibe, right? the energy, the love, the the respect. Even senior right? came and gave me a little jab. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, having yeah. fun, right? No, they're having fun, and that's what it's all about, man. Um, all right, chance. I tell you what, let's wrap this puppy up. Let's get this thing to air. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, oh, yeah. The pay-per-view people, you're going to buy the fight. It does sound like a lot of money, $89.95, but you're getting a lot of good fights. And this could be maybe better than Haney Lomachenko, maybe fight of the year. We'll find out. But definitely go to the bar, order the fights. Watch it. It's going to be a beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up, I, I'm going to call this a technical fight with mm -hmm. moments of brawling. So anyone looking for a brawl, don't this is going to be a chess match at the highest fucking level oh speaking of that, i gotta bring this up amir khan is saying he's going to be fighting manny pocket at some point this year pocket's got that fight in thailand against the kickboxer guy but amir khan's saying we're working on details and i'm going to fight manny in england so we'll see well, what let's see what he does man let's see what he does with the kickboxer apparently that guy's putting on shoes for the first time in his career um the kickboxer guy 
Yeah. That, that's yeah, happening in January, right? January 24th in Thailand. Wow, maybe... Weird stipulation, though, because in between the rounds, the two-minute break. Not a one-minute, it's going to be two minutes. Well, they're both kind of... <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Pocky's doing it for fun, but I think he's going to fight Amir Khan. He wants to have a pro fight. We'll see what happens. Well, let's see what he does. Let's see how he walks out of this one. But I tell you what, let's walk out of this one and yep. let's walk into this weekend. And guys, wow, I'm excited. Chance is excited. Yeah, I can't wait. I cannot wait, man. This is going to, wow. This is, wow. I'll leave it's it fun. at that. Yeah. So I am Bobby Sampson and I'm joined with my brother in arms, Mr. Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that dial a like and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And in the infamous words of one Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Samp and Chance. Everybody, have a great rest of the week. And please be safe over the weekend. The weather is going to be good. Fireworks if you're in Vancouver. But the rest of us will be at home watching this fight. Samp and Chance are out.